And welcome to the HTML All the Things podcast, episode number eighty-four, Office Politics. I'm your host Matt Lawrence, and I'm joined again by my co-host Mike Coran. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far and you want to support us, there's a couple of ways you could do that. You can review us on Apple Podcasts or on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. You can also check us out on Patreon. There's only a couple of tiers, but the three dollar tier will give you a shout out on the show, and we will share a link to a website of your choosing in our show notes. And probably the most important one is just to tell your friends that we are here and ready to be listened to. And if you or your friends or whoever you shared this with is ready to go a step further, you can come check us out on our discord we have well over 400 members now i believe i believe that's accurate right mike over 400 members now over 400 yep over 400 members in our discord server now so come chat chat about coding and developer stuff and movies tv games whatever else we talk about that's off topic but uh anyway without further ado mike weekly pain point please take it away all right Uh, i think this is a weekly pain point for pretty much everyone in one way or another it's the coronavirus covid19 um it's not – I wouldn't say I'm panicking or anything, and I'm probably never going to panic about it, but it's just one of those things that doesn't isn't seeming to go away as quickly as I thought it would initially. And it has affected me in – for instance, I had a conference that I was supposed to go to at the end of the month. That's been canceled. Oh, that's been canned, uh, eh? That's been canned, yeah. So I'm not going there anymore. I mean, probably for the best, to be blunt. No, no, no. That's fair. Like, 100% agree. Like, I – I, I I agree that there's nothing to panic about, but I'm also on the on the boat where we should do everything we can to stop it from spreading. Like we should overreact without panicking, if that makes sense. That's the kind of that's like, the kind of like what that, Italy is. Italy like locked down ex- the whole country instead exactly, of just doing yeah. more more medical stuff. I mean, exactly, although I don't just, know if that's an overreaction. I don't. I think it is an overreaction, but for a right for the proper purpose, because I'd rather overreact and actually get it solved. Yeah, and, you know. Rather than underreact and then, you know, whatever the consequences of that could be. Um, so, yeah, the, like obviously there's been financial issues with COVID. There's been like travel issues. Like I'm not traveling anywhere until this is all solved. I think I've done that. So like, you may never travel again. No, it's I think it's going to go away. I'm, I'm optimistic on that. It's going to go away. But until until it goes away, I'm not going to travel um just because i don't see any point of putting myself at risk i don't see any point of putting myself at an inconvenience either like there are some places where you're going and you have to be quarantined for two weeks in that country i mean yeah i don't want to do that i don't want to be quarantined for two weeks like it just it doesn't make sense to me to put myself in in the inconvenience situation even rather than the actual risk of getting a virus um i I think both are bad but I don't know. Well, sorry, I don't try to interrupt, but like, I don't understand why we're not doing that. A lot of our cases here in Canada seem to be due to travel. Like, why don't we, isn't there like a medical thing you could do where it's like you get off the plane and it's like, okay, like we cordoned off this or quarantined off this hotel, go there and you have to be tested. Like, isn't that normal? Like, why don't, why aren't we doing that? Because like now it's spreading into our like senior homes and stuff. I don't really understand why we're not stopping, not necessarily stopping the travel, but stopping the people from getting off the plane and going right home like shouldn't we be being like okay you know hey you know welcome to canada please step into this quarantine zone <laughs> but like and that sucks but like wouldn't shouldn't we be doing that like i don't know i don't know well, that, that's the whole you know or like should we overreact in my opinion yes we should overreact without panicking i think we should be doing all the screenings and stuff now i'm not sure we might be there might be some sort of screening taking place in our airports right now um like there might be someone, you know, checking every single person with one of those like, you know, 
thermometers, late radial thermometers. Apparently, or that's useless. I was told that that's useless. It because it's mainly useless because it's a fourteen day period. Yeah. Right. Because so if if you're not sick now, you could be sick within the, the fourteen days that you were somewhere else like before. So you could be getting people sick as you're walking around. Like the only way to properly do it is to literally quarantine everyone, which is like, impossible, I would say, or close your borders, which is again also kind of you know crazy. Depending on how how crazy this goes, that might be what happens to a lot of countries is they're literally going to close their borders for non not essential travel. I mean, like, oh, very yeah, possibly, possibly. So anyway, that's been my weekly pain point. Again, I don't want to. It's not. I'm not panicking, and I don't think I'm going to panic. Uh, but I, it is a concern, and I am changing my habits and stuff because of it. Like I'm not going out as much and stuff like that. Um, that's why it's a pain point. That's all. I am I am only worried about the day I look outside and realize, oh shit, there's no traffic and no one's walking around. And then you're like, oh, so this is a thing now. Yeah, I don't, I hope it never comes to that point in Canada. I know China had that kind of situation, uh, just to continue on a little bit, but they are apparently recovering. Like they're coming out of it as everyone else is going in, which gives me hope that it's not going to be a long term thing. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's just this. Just might be uh, the new influenza. It might be you. Might be you. Might get a common cold, influenza, or COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's possible. But the, maybe a vaccine is worked on. Maybe we get a vaccine, stuff yeah. like that. Like that's a possibility. I know there's a few countries that have said that they have something in the works, and it, it is promising. Um, now it depends on how easy it is to access that vaccine. It sounds could like be something sounds like that, PR talk to me. Maybe. Maybe, but we'll see. A classic, a classic, like, businessman answer. Like, no, there is no vaccine. I have no medical knowledge, but there, <laughs> there is no vaccination for this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just more humane to quarantine the people coming off the plane. Because you can still have internet and stuff here. You still call your loved ones and whatever if you're, like, from here, but you were traveling. And it's just, like, it's not, I'm not going to be scared being in a, in a Canadian hotel. <laughs> Like it's like but it's a, a lot of it's a lot of money and a lot of inconveniences because not no one not a lot of people travel here for two weeks so that means that you have to rebook their travel and stuff like that. In Italy, weddings are now banned. I know, no, there's a lot like Italy's taking this very seriously, which is good. Maybe that is something that we should be doing before we become Italy. Not wrong. Not that we will. I mean, I, and and again, we're we're speaking from speculation. Some news reading, I, and yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to impose any panic either. So, like, that's why I'm saying it's not. I'm not panicking, and neither should you. But take your precautions as they come. Wash your damn hands. You wash your damn hands. Don't yeah. bite. Don't bite your nails, and don't touch your face. But everyone will. So, like, if your eye suddenly itches, you're gonna touch your face, and then it's all over. Yeah. Yep. So, and then if you have a glove on, and you touch your face, it's all over again. So, I mean, good. So, I mean, try not to touch your face, but it's it's not easy. Like, it, it isn't. When you're asleep, you touch your face. Well, the assumption is, is that you have, uh, you know, cleaned your hands before you went to sleep. So that's okay. Cleaned your hands, but, but then did you clean your hands to the doorknob that you walked into the room in room with? See? Maybe. Lay it, there it is. That's it. It's a, it's a brass doorknob, so maybe it's not as bad. Minor glass, so I don't know. Anyway, 
Anyway, yeah. We're not medical people, so please, please take, please ask your doctor. I was, I was about to say if Cialis is right for you. Son of a bitch. Anyway, moving on, moving on from Cialis, apparently. Um, (laughs) uh, my, my weekly pain point, more brief, uh, more programming related, just time budgeting. So our our web news is going to touch on this as well. And it's just a matter of, we got a lot of projects on the go, a lot of stuff that is supposed to be passive income that is still active. So we have to do like this active period before it becomes passive and we're getting kind of, uh, really hit hard. Also, we just did our taxes. So that was like another thing we had to add on because it's not like I could just stop working and then do my taxes. So we had to do all our year end stuff as well. So just a big couple of cup two three weeks of uh hellish task switching uh to be blunt but uh but yeah so anyway i'm, I'm gonna move into our our, our uh, topics here today show notes are a little bit brief um because we're gonna be probably conversing on uh, several of these points so i'll just you know the first segment's just a little introduction to what i kind of mean and then the segment number two is going to be types of all this office politics and we're going to be uh touching on two main ones that uh, we all sort of hit there's a bunch of different ones but the two main ones we'll, we'll touch on here so uh Anyway, so in every work environment, uh, there is some sort of office politics. So this includes whether you work at an actual office with a bunch of your colleagues, or you work from home at a uh, as a contractor, or just remote work in general, um, or if you're just remote working for some sort of uh, small business or something like that. There's always some sort of office politics, uh, and at the end of the day, there is literally no escaping working with others. Whether like you're the only web dev working for like a sole proprietor. There's a little bit of politics there. It's just the way it is. A little bit of office politics there. And uh, working with others, like I said, will always, always, always bring office politics. No matter how little, there's going to be some in there. Now, we've broken this down in our second segment here into two main types. Now, I'm quite proud of this name. This is a little bit of a buzz term. Cross-personnel delays. Took me a little while to come up with that one, so... Send my Nobel Peace Prize in the mail. And then, um, I'm not even sure what you get a Nobel Peace Prize for. But anyway, send it to me. Um, and then, <laughs> and then third party contacts. So, uh, I'm going to jump in, jump into the several points, uh, in each of these. So cross personnel delays. So when you're working on a team, uh, or you're working with people of different skill levels, work, work ethics. So they, everyone has different work ethics, uh, workload levels, uh, more. The skill is probably actually the biggest one. Uh, you're going to, you're going to have a bunch of delay. And, and, and due to this, due to the fact that everyone's different, uh, you're going to get someone, one of those colleagues are going to, are going to delay something that you need from them. So typically these delays are from a variety of things like unanswered emails, uh, tasks taking longer than expected. Um, so this might be due to them being busy or being less skilled. Uh, they, they might, they might be on vacation. So you might be like, Oh, I need to reach out to this person and get approval. Oh shoot. They're on vacation. Cause you don't work with them every day. You didn't know that, that type of thing. And then also different priority levels. So they might actually already have another project on the go that is more important than yours. And that importance level may be either from their boss or even higher ups from them. So they might be, you know, busy. That's it too bad. Like I need to finish this first. That's what I've been told to do. And that's what needs to happen. And then for remote workers, uh, there's another piece of, uh, you know, being in different time zones. So, make this makes delays inevitable because you know quite possibly depending on the difference in time zone uh you you could be asleep while or they could be asleep while you're sending them stuff to do then they have to wake up and actually start doing it and then they have to do it so then maybe you'll get it by the next time you wake up but if it's a couple day task there's like automatically like a 12 to 24 hour period of delay because they were sleeping woke up had to learn the task that type of thing so kind of going back into cross personnel delays Mike, I wanted to get your comment on how do you handle 
how do you handle different work level skills? So I didn't write any points on this one because I know this is a touchy topic. Not necessarily like just for you. I'm not sure like target you specifically, but like it's it's a touchy topic in that if someone is less skilled but they're at the same level in the corporation, how would you handle working with them? Yeah, that's a it's a tough topic, but uh, definitely happens. It's a true statement. Um, and was that a programmer like? Was that a programmer answer? Boolean true on that one. It's Boolean Back true you, Jim, on, like... on that one. But it's it's something that you kind of have to you have to be office you have to use office politics. Like you can't just go out and be like, "Oh, you're too slow." In my opinion, I know some people are harsh and do provide that kind of feedback to their team. Uh, or to their coworkers in, in general. Like I think to your team, it's a little bit different because you're, you have to monitor them and you have to, you have to provide some sort of feedback. Um, and sometimes if they're being too slow, you have to nudge them in the right direction somehow. Maybe, you know, telling them that they're an idiot or something is not the right way to go. But, uh, pointing out the fact, pointing out and being like, Hey, th- this is kind of, this is holding up the team, uh, because of A, B, and C. And this is how I think you can improve on it, like give like a solution, potential solution to it. That's something that you could do. Uh, but it is it is a touchy subject and it is something that you'll probably have to deal with at some point. The other things that you could do is if you're working in a team and you're working on multiple projects, again, you can – knowing that someone takes longer to do task A uh, – you can reprioritize your tasks based on that knowledge and kind of start doing other either other projects or other tasks that can run in parallel rather than in series with to, to that task uh back to back there's a lot of ways you can handle it there's a lot of ways that you can kind of screw it up as well like you can just wait and sit there and be like a you know a thread where you're just waiting yeah, yeah waiting yeah. thread another programming uh <laughs> programming little tidbit there well, one of the one of the big things that I that I, I notice in this sort of area, and this is why I asked you this, is because what I've seen in, in in the workplace, and I know that every workplace is different, is that a lot of the time, and I I don't really I don't really agree with this, is a lot of the time what they'll do is they'll actually throw the person into the deep end, and they'll be like, oh, okay, like you went from. I don't know, let's just make up a scenario. You went from junior developer to just developer. You're on like a, you're an average developer. I don't know. Let's just say that's a role in this fake company. You're not, you're now developer. Because of that, you now need to provide 75% more work in, in an hour. Have, good luck. This is due tomorrow. And so that person is left, you know, swimming, you know, struggling to swim, struggling to tread water. They're left working super late that day. And what that does is, is that forces them to become more efficient. They're like, oh, this guy does things this way. I'll do it like that to save these few minutes. This guy does it this way. I'll do that to save these few minutes. This does, this happens this way. I need to do that. I can automate these three things. And what it does is it does force them to sort of sink or swim. But what I, what I find is, is that you're actually, you actually kill off more talent. And this is from a very limited sample size. You know, I was never in HR or anything, but like, this is from what I find is that you're killing off a lot of talent for resiliency. And sometimes you need that talent more than you need the resilience, if that makes sense. So what you're doing is you're killing off a programmer. That's like really, really good. And like, he's really, really good at like seeing and maybe troubleshooting something, but he's like a little bit slower and, Maybe he could get to the point where he's providing that 75% more work, but he could do that with like a guide. Like they say, hey, 
in this department, we do things like this, this, and this, and this, and this. This saves you time. So that gets him to the 55%, and then he's left to sink or swim on the last, like, 20, 25%, right? That's okay. That, to me, is okay. But just dumping someone off the deep end, it just, to me, it just seems like you're almost, you're almost, like, in, like, a, what what are those things in university in, in, in America? Frats or whatever. It's almost like you're, like, Doing that, in, like the intro crap in- for them. Initiation. Thank you. Damn it, couldn't think of the word. You're like doing the initiation to them, and it's just like, guys, this is an office. Like, can we just, can we just show him that, like, we use this, like, you know, automation software to make the tasks easier on him? Like, why are we, why aren't we doing that? So, and I agree. Uh, if if that's the case, if it's literally something that could be shown to increase their workflow, that's something that is a hundred percent on the project manager on the lead developers on the more senior developers. Like if you have a new guy that that came in, he's going to work slower period because he doesn't know your processes. He's He doesn't know your workflows and stuff like that. You have to treat him as someone that a, you have to build up like he's a project for you to be able to create into something that that's useful. And B, you have to treat, you have to treat it as something that's, you can't equate them to, to a, an already seasoned developer on your team. That's been there for a year or two. Like that, those things should not happen. That's a bad, that's a bad corporate dynamic. Like if you're hiring someone and you immediately need them to be on the same pace as everyone else, you're not going to get good talent. You're going to, you're going to, like you said, you're going to weed the talent out because they're going to, you're going to stress them out too much and it's going to make them not be a good developer. Like you need to create an environment that in, induces better programming tactics and better team communication rather than just go, 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 go. You need to get this done. And the only time matters, not quality or quantity or anything like that. And, and this, this, this like same practice applies to like physical labor too. Like I used to work in a factory and we would bring in new people and it would be like, there would be some, you know, some leniency, of course, if they made a mistake, but they were expected to work at the same pace as everyone else. Like, it's not like they had an assistant for a while assisting them so they could get up the pace. It was just like, go here and work this fast. And it's like, what? Go here and work this fast quickly. Come on. And it's like, there's like an assembly line going, so you can't be slow. And I'm sure that there's people listening here that have worked in factories, and maybe that's the only way to do it. But I just, to me, what you're doing is you're, 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 some people have more skill than resiliency. And I think that the resiliency is absolutely a valuable skill to have. And sometimes you really need that. But I think that you're still going to re- attract enough resilient employees by giving them the experience, like to slowly increase it. And then they're used to the job. Like there's going to be bad days on work and there's going to be good days at work. But it's just one of these things where treating them, treating them to the point where it's like that initiation thing, treating them like that. It's just, it just feels weird to me. Like, it'd be really strange. Like, for, so a, a prime example would be if, if we, if we hire an employee and, and we had to get some, some new technology working. Like, this was something that we got in, like, we hired them in January and in March we got like a new project. And we just like told them to like just fix this thing. But we, we haven't seen the technology and neither did they. And we're just like, Hey, you always finish tasks in a couple of days. Here's this task. Good luck. Needs to be done in a couple of days. You've never seen this technology or I don't know if you have it and ask. Here you go. And it's just one of those weird, like, like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like a weird initiation thing. And coming back to the office politics, that actually, actually like, for, or come back to the delays of office politics, that actually causes more delay because you're causing that person to now also be, like, mentally distressed. And so they're not absorbing information as quickly and they're, they're starting to panic. Like, you're, especially in an assembly line situation when things start to actually break and not work properly because you're not going fast enough, you start to panic. And then the panic is what, actually causes a delay. Like, I remember watching, I mean, God, Undercover Boss years ago. 
And um I remember watching that show and I remember there was a it wasn't it wasn't um I can't remember. I always want to say it's Amazon, but it is not Amazon. It's some other packing company. But this guy screwed up like five packages. Like he was supposed to be packing really quick by hand, like packing like things. People had ordered stuff online. So the stuff needs to go into the box, put the packing slip and shove it down like a, like an assembly line. Uh, this person was supposed to do it fast and he was trying to do it as fast and he fucked up five labels and they're like, okay, like, and he was new to the job and they're like, okay, get out of here. Like, like, sorry, your services aren't needed here. Like, clearly you don't know what you're doing. Like, you didn't know how to do packaging this quickly, because apparently everyone is born with that skill. So it's like, you didn't know how to do this, get out. We don't have time to train you, get out. And it's just like, well, what if that person is, like, really good at maybe accounting, and then they would have normally climbed the ladder and been a valuable piece to your company, but instead, you kick them out due to being like, no, I refuse to train this person. Like, I showed you how to do it once, and that's it. And the person that was training that person, if I remember correctly was still having to pack her own boxes. So she still had to hit her own quota. So her his training officer was like doing two tasks. Like, oh, I, I, you got to do it by yourself, but I need to do my, my, my package. Like, or else I'm going to get fired. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Like, yeah, it's a weird dynamic, right? Like on, on the other side, I just want to give a completely opposite point of view to this is I don't, I don't know which one's worse where you go to a company and they force you to do like right into the fray and like you have to just you know sink or swim because that has its own advantages and disadvantages an advantage of that would be like you get into the routine a lot quicker and you're you're part of the team and you feel like that on the other side of it you can get into a company and if it's a big enough corporation where they have like hiring quotas and all that you can get to a point where you get to the team and no one's even interacting with you for like a week or two so they get you to sign all like, you know, the women's forms and all the company NDAs and stuff like that. And then they give you like a, a place to sit and that's it. And no one like, you know, no one calls you in for meetings. No one tells you anything about the upcoming projects. You're given like a few questionnaires or something to fill out and you're, you're not being taught anything. Because I've, I've had that personally happen to me yes, on one, yeah, in yeah. one of my co-ops where I just like was just there for like a week, the, fir- the first week and no one needed anything from me. Um, which sucks too. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a terrible use of your personnel and that's a terrible on the, like, cause you feel worthless when you're, when you're in that kind of situation. You're like, why did they hire me? Like, am I going to get fired any second now because I'm not doing anything or whatever? <laughs> like it's a weird, it's a really weird thing that a company does, but it happens all the time. Um, so on the one hand, yeah, like you're not being put into the fray and you have your, you have some time to like adjust to the company, you know, adjust to the day to day routines, talk to the people and stuff like that. Um, so that's a positive, but on the negative side, like you don't feel worth and you're not gaining any knowledge that you need to be gaining. Cause at some point they're either going to do what you're saying where they're going to throw you into the fire and like you've been here two weeks. So you have to do this. Yeah. And it's like, well, without, I haven't done without anything. Even t- like <laughs> no one's talked to me in two weeks and then they're like, oh, then you're fired. Yep. So. Like it's either going to be that situation or the situation is going to be you literally do nothing for a year or two and you gain no knowledge and you gain no work experience and then you're fired because you do nothing and it's layoff time and they see that there's a person that literally like, you know, hasn't provided anything to the company and that's it. And there are people like that. Like I know in some jobs, like there's just hiring quotas and they have to hire this many people and – if they don't, then they lose that amount of people in the future and they just do it and then they don't teach you. That's an even worse – I would rather be sunk, sunk, you know, sunk in a high-intense environment than that. Obviously, the ideal is in between where you get brought in. There's a, there's a process for this. Like you go through your training 
you have your mentors. We talked about mentors recently that you can talk to. You're given small tasks to start with that provide value to the team, but aren't mission critical. And you slowly, not even slowly, but you ramp up as they see fit. So if you see someone that's, you know, getting everything quickly, ramp them up quickly. If you see someone slower, ramp them up slower as they see fit, depending on the person. And then you're gaining a competent employee, regardless of the fact that if he can sink or swim or whatever, like why, why do you need an employee that can sink or swim? Like that, that also doesn't make sense. You want an employee that you build up into something that you need. And something that wants to stay there. Because if you throw someone in and they sink or swim, even if they swim, maybe it's too high of a stress environment. In six months, they're going to be looking for a new job and then you've lost that employee. There's a lot of negatives about it on both sides. So, yeah, try to find a way in in between that can, you know, have that ramp up happen a lot better. And, like, uh, just to do like a kind of a kind of devil's advocate is. Sometimes it isn't the administration's fault, like it's not the uh, like the manager's fault. Let's say if it's a real big company and there's levels upon levels upon levels of administration, it could not be the direct manager's fault. Like it might be like, oh, that my damn boss is such a pain in the ass, but he might be also getting grilled and he might be also sink or swim, but he might be constantly sink or swim. They might be constantly being asked for more quotas and that type of thing. So like that sort of needs to be considered as well. But it's just you know nothing you can really do. It's not like you could show up and just fix the company for them. Like it, you know that's not really possible either. But that's a really good point. Mike is that like the 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 not talking thing is absolutely something I've experienced or like not maybe not talking but you just sort of like thrown in and it's just like oh you know read our documentation and familiarize yourself so it's like okay but I'm not familiarizing myself with the job I'm just familiarizing myself with like the building and how things generally work which is nice but it's like yeah I have a couple easy weeks but I'm always worrying about am I going to get thrown into that deep end? And sometimes it is a gradual thing and it sometimes it is a bit too gradual, but other times it is like, Oh damn. Like I show, I showed up, you know, t- three Mondays in and like all of a sudden I'm staying until 10 PM and people are freaking out and like people are sending emails and have, everyone's absolutely losing their mind. And like, I was sitting there, I was, I learned literally in training to be calm and just sit there. So now I'm, you know, now, now the mentality is all screwed up. It wasn't like a slow, like do this task really quick. But it's small, you know, and then do this two tasks really quick because it's small. It's like just all of a sudden like, here you go. Here you go, bud. <laughs> like, go ahead. You don't know anything. You don't know where we save our stuff or anything. Go ahead. I'm like, oh, good. All right. Well, that's great. So I don't know. It, I'd love to actually hear from like a hiring manager or somebody that has had to hire en masse, I think. Like we've talked to contractors and that type of thing. Uh, and we've given them like demo runs and stuff. Like we have our own procedure. But it's never been like we need someone sink or swim right away like why is that a thing um and i kind of like the way the impression i'm getting and this is with no data just my own impression the impression i get from the sink or swim is almost like a misery loves company if that makes sense like we're all miserable we're all getting grilled so you get grilled too if you don't get grilled you're an idiot kind of thing and i don't know like i don't know whether you get that that same impression mike but i just you don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? It, it, it is, it is sort of like a misery loves company. Like, you ever notice, like, one of your friends does something stupid and then they're like, well, come on down and do the same thing I did. Like, they'll always say something like that. I mean, we all do. I'll say it. You say it, everyone. You know what I mean? Like, they'll do something dumb and then you're just like, well, come on down and, like, pay for this. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I had trouble with my smart lights the other day, but yet I'm still preaching that you should be buying smart lights. It's like, to an extent, it's like misery loves company. Like, buy more voice assistants, Mike. <laughs> buy more of this. Like, have more yeah, smart tech. I've caught myself doing stuff like like stuff like that, but I have tried to not do that. Like, 
for instance, uh, I used to recommend people buy like cheaper phones and root them and, you know, do all that. But that's terrible, terrible experience. I'll never forget the day that you, you thought, so we used to use BBM to chat and BBM kept breaking on you. But then the one day I said, fix it. And you're like, let's just switch from BBM. And I was like, Mike, I called, SMS, emailed and BBM'd you. And you didn't get any of it. And you're just like, oh, shit. And then you disappear for like a day and you're like, okay, I'm back on the regular. Like, yeah, <laughs> what exactly. are you doing, like man? It's, it, it's a nightmare. So, yeah, I, I've tried to stop doing that. Uh, the misery loves company thing. And I think that's a terrible way to proceed. Because if you're if you're in a situation where you're getting hired and everyone's miserable, like you can visually see it. Like you're in the interview and you you, you turn around and it's like a glass office and everyone's running around or like just walking <laughs> extremely sadly. Like, you know, that sad walk that people do in, oh, in yeah. offices, just like, I hate my life. Then I would just be like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, like, I, I would flat out ask, like I would flat out ask the interviewer, like, why are, why is that guy over there walking like his, like it's his last walk. Like he's going to, you know, blow his <laughs> brains out in the office tomorrow. Uh like because and and I would probably not accept that job. Like unfortunately, as, as fortunate as it is, because sometimes you just need a job no matter what, and you're not in that situation. But if you're in a situation where you can reject the job and you see a bunch of sad saps walking around or like running around like crazy and yelling at each other during your interview process, then don't go there. Like don't go to that job. You know what I mean? Like it's just it doesn't make sense to to accept something that you know is going to be terrible just based on physical evidence. Yeah, you're literally you're literally throwing yourself into office politics. Like it's yeah. it's probably the reason why they're going they're getting screwed is because of really strict, high maintenance office politics, and they're just getting destroyed. And like the, yeah. the task they're doing at their desk might not be that bad, but the limitations and or the deadlines that they're pl- that is placed upon them is probably that bad. Yep. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Um, moving on here to our second. Our second uh, type of office politics that we'll be covering today is uh, third-party contacts. So when you're in a technical field, and this is big, IT guys are going to really, really, this is going to hit home, I think. So when you're uh, in the technical field, contacting a a vendor support team is a common occurrence. And unfortunately, unless your company has a priority support contract with them, you're generally susceptible to the same customer service as everyone else, which is often slow and filled with bureaucracy. Now, I just want to preface, or not maybe not preface, but explain something here so when i say vendor uh vendor support uh vendor support team i'm talking about if you were to rent a server and you contact your hosting support team i'm considering that host your vendor as an example same with like if you had to call if you bought a samsung whatever phone and you had to call samsung that's a vendor support team so just a just an fyi there uh now when you're at the point uh when you need to contact a vendor support you've generally exhausted all options in troubleshooting and you, you know, more than likely need level three or higher support because you're, you're in the tech, your technical staff. So like you've done a bunch of stuff, but you'll be stuck at that level one and they have to do all their steps, which are probably all the troubleshooting steps that you've already done, like restart the device and you know, do this and do that, all the basic stuff. Then you got to wait for them to contact level two, wait for level two to reach out to you, do all their steps, which, you know, rarely will solve the problem. And then, and then you got to do, then you got to be you know, they have to contact level three and then level three has to contact you. And as the higher level of ITs get introduced into your support team or to your support ticket, generally the response times go down. 
So, or go up, sorry. So it'll take longer for level three to respond than level two. It'll take longer for level two to respond than level one, etc. Level one is right there. They're, they're there to answer your call, but level three doesn't respond for, you know, a 72 hour period. And that's often, that's often the case. Again, I'm talking in, in, in generals here. Um, but all these figures are, of course, just on my own experience. Um, with that being said, though, you might be thinking, well, I have really great support at whatever. And that is the case sometimes. And to be honest with you, if you find a support team that's super quick and you need support often, if you're a person that needs support often for setting stuff up or whatever, keep them in mind for as many products or services that you use, that they offer and you need. Because sometimes even if you have to pay a premium to get that product or service, if that support is not going to delay you by two or three days, time is money and you need to keep that under consideration. Uh, I know that this is like a big problem with... Uh, with, I think it was Linus Tech Tips was saying, actually, if we bring it into the YouTube space, one of the things that he was saying was that he tried to go through, I remember years and years ago, he tried to go through some regular customer service with people, and he noticed that customer service for regular customers, for regular, like, Joe Schmo, is literally horrible. It is literally, literally the worst. And he was saying, like, they, they have, like, an, in, like, a kind of a quote-unquote, in I'm paraphrasing, it's been years, but they have, like, an influencer support team where they can just reach out to a person. This go, this is the same thing that goes if you're working for a, uh, a larger company or a company that is a large customer of uh, whatever vendor you're contacting, or if they just paid out for the contract, the support contract, sometimes you'll get awesome support. You'll literally be contacted, like, sometimes you won't even be on put on hold. You'll literally call and it, like, rings and somebody picks the, picks up the phone. Uh, I've had that a few times as well. So like, it just really depends on your company's budget and what they're using and that type of thing. But support is absolutely something that you need to consider because in office politics, okay, we're talking about this. If Mike, let's just say Mike's a regular employee, non-technical, Mike's having trouble with that microphone that's in front of him right now. He goes, I need help with this. So he goes, flips over the microphone and it says, if you're having trouble with this device, please contact uh, Matt for, for IT support. So he contacts me. I then go, oh, okay, you know, those microphones have been having trouble lately. Uh, we should probably contact, you know, uh, that that's a Blue Yeti, I think. So like, we'll contact Blue and see if... Uh, Yeti does this. Now, this is a hypothetical. We didn't actually do this. So, like, let's say we contact Blue, and then Blue's like, well, did you try restarting the device? It's like, yes. Well, did you try, like, resetting the device? Yes. Because, like, generally, I would have gone to Mike's desk, done the original troubleshooting, done, like, driver troubleshooting, which is probably, like, level two, and then level three is like, hey... We need to actually send this back RMA or like maybe we need to like pop it open and do something or like whatever level three does, it's more advanced, right? And so it's just like, hey, like, you know, so you're going through these steps, these steps, these steps. And this happens a lot with internet too. If you con- if you contact your home internet's uh, support, it's probably horrible. It's probably absolutely horrible. Like, did you unplug the modem? Yeah. Well, I see that it's on remotely. Can you unplug it again? Oh my God. Go underneath, crawl under the desk, unplug it. Okay. I've had it once where I told them, give me a second. I got to crawl under the desk because I wasn't talking to them live. They hung up. They were like, well, you left. Yeah. Let me just, let me just tape this home phone to my ear and let me just tape this home phone to my ear and like go under the desk. Now, not to complain about support. Okay. Because some support's really good, but what this does, as you probably can already tell, is introduce a massive delay. And Mike doesn't see the delay. Mike sees me delaying. He doesn't see that it's me contacting Blue. So Mike, as an employee of the company, and me as the IT department, Mike's getting pissed. And he's going to start telling his manager. He's going to start seeing his manager. He needs that microphone. And that microphone is barring Mike from doing 
X task. And that that X task has a certain priority, has a certain due date, has a certain this. Maybe we don't have any more blue things in, in stock, so I can't give him a loaner. And so I need to contact support. And that's the company policy. But at the end of the day, it will all come back down to me. And so there's there's that third party piece where at the end of the day, that support team doesn't really work in or it doesn't work in that company. It's a part of the company from a third party perspective as an external person, but they aren't paid directly and they don't really care. That's one of the problems with that with support is a lot of the time it's an afterthought with these companies where they don't consider because like some companies will just get pissed off and they'll just buy another blue microphone. Whereas others are more scrappy or don't have a lot of money and they need to get that one fixed or they need to get it replaced. And again, this is a hypothetical about blue. I'm not I've never contacted their support or anything and there's no problem with that microphone, so whatever. But this is where the IT like panic comes in. And this is where this 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 politics comes in where then Mike has to like delay, delay, delay. Maybe now he has to work on the weekend because I had to get it to him and they only came in on Friday and we finally got into contact with level three and level three finally contacted us back. So the thing, the thing I, that the thing about support, support like this, the thing about support like this is, and I, and I don't know whether Mike will agree with this. I'm going to offer a solution to everyone here. And this is what I found that, that, that does work is for whatever reason, IT, IT departments are often, in my experience, not transparent with the people. And I don't mean transparent as in telling Mike, hey, uh, our vendor number is this, our password to get into the support contract is this and all this. I'm not talking about that. What you really need to do, in my opinion, is be completely transparent. Because then if you're transparent and you say, I need to contact Blue, but they're, they're slow, they're like slow to respond. Mike will then usually, when he goes to complain to his manager, won't actually say, the IT department's holding me up. He'll actually say, IT is trying to contact Blue for me, and they're not responding. That way, the manager goes, damn them. So they might contact you, and you might be like, you know, be told in an email to hurry up. But they know it's it's not you. I find that transparency with stuff that isn't, like, don't give them the, the support login. Like, that's just a security problem. But if you tell them directly, like, we have a problem, I have a problem right now, where one guy just isn't responding to email... And he was, he said he was, he said he was going to answer it. He didn't. And so I have another guy asking me what the heck's going on. And right from day one, I said, I can do this. And this other guy has to do this in order to do that. I need to engage him. I'm going to engage him on this day. If he doesn't answer, I'm going to re-engage him on this day. And that person's not pissed off. Now, one of our clients is not pissed off because he knows that I literally, I laid this out in the beginning. I like, there's a third party piece of this puzzle and I can't control him. If he doesn't want to answer for 10 years, then he's not answering for 10 years and I can't proceed. And a lot of people will try to hide those intricacies, okay? And this is probably a part of office politics as well. Try to hide those intricacies from the customer. Like in IT, Mike, even though he works in the same company, is sort of seen as the customer, right? And you try to like hide it and make it nice and like cushy and everything else. But to me, don't tell them the technical detail of like whether the voltage is wrong on that microphone. Tell them, hey, I need to contact this guy. This is out of my control. This is what's happening. And even if Mike's pissed off and he goes to his manager and he actually, you know, is unreasonable and he tells the manager it's us, we have proof and we can explain to the manager, hey, we have, like, policy states this, we're doing this, there's nothing we can do. We weren't sitting on the email, we weren't sitting on sending out the email, we sent the email and that it, that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. And just to bring it into the developer space a little bit as well, um, this happens all the time. So if you're working with in a large development team or a small development team and you have a tech lead and stuff like that, sometimes you'll be tasked with 
a task that will require you to use a third-party plugin or a third-party library. And in that case, you're, everything's going well, and all of a sudden you hit a snag that's specific to your specific issue. And the only way to really solve it is to contact that library's creator because they know what's going on and stuff like that. That also obviously introduces complexity and delay into the problem. And that complexity and delay can be passed off to you in the team if you're not upfront and communicative with your lead. So what happens is sometimes it's not your fault because the library was working, everything was fine, something was brought in that doesn't work with that library. You, you didn't see it coming. Yeah, like you can't see everything coming. So you're like, okay, this doesn't work um, because of the library. So I have a few options. I can, you know, find a new library. I can try to fix it myself. I can uh, contact support. And when I what I do a lot when I when I'm in these meetings is I I go through those options up front. Like I like I said, I don't give passwords and stuff. I, there's no reason to that. But I'm like, okay, I. I noticed this problem with the library. It's an open source library, so I have to put in an issue into GitHub and see if it if it gets solved or if anyone even contacts me within like, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours. While that's going on, I'm doing my own tr- – I'm trying to solve it a third-party way, maybe a hacky way, maybe not a hacky way, whatever, which will take some time. And I'm also reaching out to a different library to see if they will work. So I always give a solution that I'm doing, and but I also put it off to – the, the third party as well saying like, I'm going to wait for them because that's the lowest cost solution because they'll solve it for me sometimes. And I can just move on and continue updating the library as it is. So those, those kind of situations happen in any industry, IT development all the time. It's just the, the most important thing in terms of office politics is to make sure that you're being upfront. You're not trying to hide for, for whatever reason that you, Maybe you're trying to hide because you're afraid that you screwed up by picking that library. Maybe it was your decision to pick that library and all of a sudden it's incompatible when you're like, you know, few months down the line. That stuff happens. Most developers will understand. Most tech like managers will understand that issue and they'll try to help you solve it. So if you bring it up during a meeting, they could be like, oh, I've run into this issue before. Maybe I can escalate it for you. Maybe like the third party might be a plugin that you're paying for. Maybe they they can give you contact support, like stuff like that. It's better to just be upfront right away so that you're not delaying the customer or the clients or your team even more. There, That's a good point. Um, and, it, and I just want to touch on one little tiny thing that you mentioned was that it, if you like if it is your fault or if it is like, you know, maybe it was my fault in that IT scenario that I chose this microphone and the vendor, the reseller that was selling the microphone is really horrible and whatever. Like I find that just telling, like being transparent, but actually telling the people the work you've done works as well. So for example, like I don't just say I contacted blue. Sometimes if it, you know, if if it starts getting bad and they're like, what the hell is going on here? I'd be like, Hey, I contacted them here I like, you know, I reiterated this here. I told them that we had this support agreement here. I told them this, this, this. I told them this. And not yet like super intricate, but just take the, like the high, the high points just to show them, Hey, I'm working on this. Like I'm not screwing around. I'm not delaying. This is what I've done. This is how I've done it. This is why I've done it sometimes. And that makes them say, Oh, Okay, like, you know, a more reasonable person would be like, well, I mean, you've called this person, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, what are you going to do? That'd be like, it, it's literally as simple as sending your car to a mechanic and them just not fixing it and being like, nope, and then they took it apart and it's just in pieces there. And you being like, oh, good. 
And then the person that you're supposed to drive around in a carpool is getting pissed off. They need to be, they need to be, sorry, sympathetic to your point. They need, they, they can be pissed off, of course, because they don't have a carpool now, but they can be sympathetic to your point where it's like you, you took, you did your due diligence. You, you're supposed to take your car in for service. You took your car in for service. They screwed you over. What are you going to do now? And they, they both know your income. So maybe you don't have enough money to make a, make, buy another car just to like replace it. Cause this guy like screwed over your car. And so like, they need to be sympathetic to your position. And the only way they're going to be sympathetic is not you texting them saying, I can't, I can't drive you to work anymore. That, that it's like, what? Like, what the hell, man? You saying, Hey, I got screwed over big time this weekend. You know, I needed to get an oil change. It was well over the kilometers. I brought it in. The whole car is in pieces. They refuse to put it back together. They want eight grand. I don't have the money right now. Like, I, I can't drive to work. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. That person's not going to be like, man, you're a lo- like, you're a loser or like whatever. And if they do, that person's unreasonable and probably useless to, to deal with anyway. So, uh, but anyway, I think that kind of concludes it. That was a pretty good conversation. Um, I'm glad I had like another half a page of show notes that I cut out because I thought I'm like, this is probably going to spark a, a half decent conversation. Um, so, uh, I want to talk to Mike because it's Mike's web news. Mike, take it away. All right. Uh, web news this week is a hat update. Uh, I just want to give a lay layout of what's been going on with hat behind the scenes what's not been going on and what needs to be going on and stuff like that. Just Matt and I were having a discussion right before the podcast uh, about our priorities and what we need to do and how we need to do it. And we haven't really come up with a solution on the how part, but we know where our priorities should lie and we need to work towards it. So I, I figured let's continue the discussion live on air for everyone to hear so that you guys know what's been going on uh, with hats. So if you've noticed Content has been a lot less technical lately, which isn't something that we wanted to do. Like we, there's no, there's been no new framework discussion, no libraries, no, you know, no new technologies, etc. stuff like that, um, which is something that I'm really passionate about and I want to discuss. Uh, it's just the problem is, is that that stuff takes a lot of time to be able to delve into because I don't want to just like quickly, you know, read up on something and then regurgitate a bunch of information that you can find online for the most part. I want to give my own takes. I want to give my own experiences. So if I, if I see a new technology that I'm not using on a day-to-day basis, I have to go in and use it in like a sample project at least and do something with it to be able to talk about it at least at a very high level. Uh, so I haven't had the time to do that. And that's something that I really, really, really want to change because I think everyone benefits from the technology, including myself, like technology talk and technical talk. Um, and I, I'm, I think that the, our, our listeners really want to hear it. So, uh, that's something that we need to do. The other thing that we haven't done is we haven't had any guests on the podcast in a long time. Um, and that's something that we wanted to do more of because it's really interesting to talk to people in the industry. Again, probably interesting for our, all of our listeners. Uh, it's something that we need to do. Social media consistency hasn't been there for us. So we haven't had the Instagram consistency and the Twitter consistency that we want. That's due to a few things where we just haven't had that enough motivation to do it. And we need to re reevaluate the motivation aspect of it. Like how do we motivate ourselves rather than like commit to like, let's be consistent. I would rather have a situation where we feel motivated and we want to do it. And we provide good content on there for people to actually follow and interact with and stuff like that. That's that's the, the direction that I would want to take it in. But it's another discussion that we have to have on how to do that because it's really tough for people that don't aren't naturally motivated to do social media. How do you actually consistently create a social media presence? 
The other thing is Discord interaction has also been lacking. I mean, this is part of the social media thing, but we have a Discord channel like we talked about uh, for HTML, all the things, and it has so many members in it and had such an awesome community of new developers. And I would love to say that we go in there every, like every day and discuss and answer questions. Like I go in there every day and I look at all the questions and I, you know, I, I'm really excited about all the different pe- people talking in it, but I don't talk in it every day, which is something that I should be doing. I should spend like, you know, at least some time every day. I don't know what that time frame is trying to answer someone's question, trying to interact with the community and stuff like that. Like there's no reason for me to not do that. Um, and it's something that I definitely need to start doing because I love that. Like that community has been something that was a really big surprise for us. And I, we need to keep promoting it and keep people engaged and interested and, uh, provide value to them essentially. Then also we're just, we're committed to making a better experience for the community and we need to do something about it. That's the thing. Like that's something that we, that Matt and I kind of concluded in our conversation that we need to talk about how to do that. So we want to do better. We need to do better. And we're motivated. We're putting priorities into doing ourselves better. But how do we actually, you know, do these things to help the community? Yeah, that, that I'll, I'll use that to kind of start. I'll use that last piece to kind of start it. So one of the things that Mike and I had discussed in depth, like we talked for about an hour or two before, uh, before doing the show. And one of the things that we really touched on was the fact that we want, like, we want to make hat more of a full-time gig, I think for us. Um, now that's not me coming out and saying, by the way, everything's monetized now. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What, what it means is, is that our goals with, with hat as a project are more extensive than what we're doing. So we're doing the podcast every week, which is great. That's consistent. It's releases on Wednesday, sometimes, usually at noon, but sometimes at different times. And I also learned apparently our time zone is like, constantly changing on our podcast host so like noon at different time zones all the time which is annoying i don't know why that is anyway or someone told me that i don't i gotta look into that anyway um that aside one of the things that's really annoying is is that we well it's annoying but good it's like we run a web agency and so we have a lot of work to do and the problem is is like i'll go in and i'll be like like i'll wake up and i'll be like okay today i need to do this this and this and this for the hat then I get a phone call, another phone call, another phone call, and then my day is now taken up by a bunch of client work. Those people have maintenance contracts. That stuff needs to be looked at. It needs to be done right away sometimes if it's an emergency. That's just sort of the way things have been going for us. And and we've decided, like, we want to do more for how. We want to have a website. We want to do this. We want to do that. I, I'm, like, super passionate. Like, Mike was saying he's passionate about frameworks. I'm super passionate about UX. I have ridiculous UX stories that I could cover and I just don't. And I, I don't know whether, what that looks like. I, I, I get, I get the, my first like initial inkling is like, it's a a YouTube show, but I don't know whether that's realistic because that's a lot of production time, a lot of editing. I don't really have like a set. There's nothing that like really looks nice. Like, like the house is set up as a house. It's not set up as a, as like a, a YouTube studio, you know, it's not set up as a studio to be filmed in. But like the other day, for example, I installed smart lights in a room and I went into that room and turned them on. And these smart lights, what happens is just when they're pairing with a network, they flash really quickly. And I had these, like, these are light bulbs that light up the whole room. And I just, they kept flash, 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 flash after I'd already set them up a while ago. And because I just like refused to use regular bulbs, I just used the lights in that room for like 10 minutes flashing like crazy until I couldn't handle it. 
then had then just turned on my smartphone flashlight, did what I needed to do in that room and left. And that's a ridiculous UX thing that would be like a little funny piece and something that I would like explore in like a, a UX piece of some sort. Like I would talk about how these are the problems with, you know, smart home. You know, this is what I'm sacrificing. These are the weird quirks that I'm experiencing. You know, it's no longer just a burnt out light bulb. It's now weird, like pairing problems with the light bulb. And then they could also burn out at some point, you know? So like, like I could talk about the UX and stuff like that. And, and, and I am passionate about that because I do that on my own spare time. This whole wireless charging fiasco, I'm going to call it right now. It is a fiasco. This whole wireless charging fiasco, it, you know, in and of itself, it's, it's one of these things where. I needed, I wanted to try it, spent some money, tried it, and, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't go onto hat. And I think that it should, because, you know, as a web development, web design podcast, small business, we do, like, you know, UI, UX is important. And bringing up these UX idea, ideas go across several things. And I'll bring this into one of our other points then. This type of stuff would probably be, like, before it becomes a YouTube show, if it ever does, or even a written piece, should really go on social media. And one of the things that Mike and I have consistently not done is social. And I think, and I, I, we think we've identified the problem. We decided like a while ago to be consistent. When we were first starting up, we were consistent. The podcast started growing. We stopped being consistent. The podcast continued to grow. And then we just kept, we just like left it. And I think one of the problems is, is that we were just being consistent because we were on a schedule that was like, it's almost like the, the boring, like show up, punch in. It was like show up or like in this case, it'd be like, wake up send out a post but those posts are very like the posts are fine usually it's a repost of someone's work so like the work's fine obviously like i curate those and i like choose random ones and stuff but like it's it, it it's a matter it's it's honestly a matter of we want to be motivated to post something like there's a couple of ux posts i have on there that have a lengthy caption and those are because i actually had those thoughts and wanted to do them i've mentioned in the in the, in the past I have problems with the new Cineplex app and that would be an awesome UX episode. Like I know I could, I know what content I'd want to put in there now that like that ships kind of sailed because the app's been updated for a while. But the point of the matter is like, I could have done that, but didn't. And it's because we have this like weird split development time. Now when I, and I'll let Mike take it back over in a sec, but like one of the things that I want to say is, we decided absolutely we, we are we are going to you know we are going to figure out a way to develop hat content more and stuff like that but this is exactly and this is why it's our web news this is exactly what developers face when they have a side hustle and in this industry in the tech industry in the remote work industry t- side hustles are like abound they're everywhere they're absolutely everywhere people have side hustles side websites personal blogs personal social media that they treat like a business like they want to grow their personal social they want to become an influencer but they're doing that on top of this 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 god knows whether they have kids so they're dealing with that like they're like people are people are damn busy in this world and this is one of the things that Mike and I are experiencing and so you're basically just hearing how Mike and I ha- have and are conversing about how to deal with hat cuz hat is a big ask like one of the things that we had trouble with is we we release the podcast every week and then we literally drop into obscurity for seven days and we pop back up again. And then we drop back into obscurity for seven days and we pop back up again. And we do that over and over again. And so it's like this little jump, little jump, little jump. And we're seeing a lack of growth, but that makes sense. We're also seeing a lack of certain episode types that we like to do. Like we like to mix it up with interviews. 
but it takes time to schedule the interviews and stuff. We just didn't have that time. I did these show notes this morning. Like, I did these show notes this morning. I got to edit this thing and I get it up for tomorrow and I'm, I'm leaving tonight. Like, the, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not complaining. You know, I'm not complaining. I want to make that clear, but these are legitimate issues that like we need to solve and anyone with a side hustle also needs to solve. And you could say, well, just stay home. Don't do anything. Be like a, you know, be like a hermit and just like do your side hustle if you really want it to grow. Okay, but then if if the side hustle grows out of control, like let's say hat grows out of control, what do I do about all this web agency work? I am, I am, and I'm going to say right now, I am incapable of running a web agency full-time and a full website full-time. A full website, podcast, influencer thing full-time. It's not possible. And Mike isn't able to do it either. No one's able to do that. So then now it's like, well, and do we need staff? Do we need this? Do we need that? Like, it's not as easy as some people say it is. Like, a lot of these web gurus are just like, sit down with your, you know, nose to the grindstone. That's nice. Thanks. But when, like, what time? <laughs> like, am I am I supposed to sleep for one hour? So that's my problem. Like, I, I'm not trying to, like, you know, this isn't me whining or anything. We're figuring it out. And this is, I think, I think with, like, the tax season and us, like, growing, like, the web agency stuff growing. I was working on passive and stuff. And we got, like, a bunch of work that just came flying in. The show has suffered in terms of its variety. The show has suffered in terms of its technical thing. Mike and I were talking last week that we I, I've, I'm transitioning more into a business admin role. I haven't done CSS in probably like like a month. Like I've done some Webflow stuff. So like that, you know, that is technically CSS. But I haven't like sat down and just banged out some CSS in like a month. And it's because like we are super freaking busy. Like, it's just like, that is, that is the reality. And I, like, I'll, I'll let Mike take it away at this point. Cause I'm kind of like hitting the same points over and over. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly it. And I think a couple of the solutions I want to talk like possible solutions and we haven't narrowed anything down, but we need to kind of start thinking about it at least like, uh, or think, trying to come up with more, but the possible solutions that we have are potentially hiring someone to be part of the administration team and to be part of the technical team as well, where they would be taking over the administration of our clients for the most part, obviously with, with our help and stuff like that, um, which will free up Matt to start fully putting his time into HTML things as a full on project rather than a side hustle. The other solution that we were thinking is more of a time-based like, project solution where you just dedicate an amount of time during the week to the project as if it's part of your job which i mean technically it is but as if it's part of your job to do content for hat so to think of better episodes to do maybe written content to do the the video stuff so matt was mentioning how we did our taxes uh that was one of the that was a project that we needed to complete and that was something that we had to do you know, every day, chip it away at it and a couple days of like full-time work to do it. So if we treat hat as that kind of project where we just dedicate time to it, that's another solution. There's negatives to both because, uh, it's not, I, we don't know if it's possible to do that with the amount of work that's coming in, right? Like Matt, Matt has a ton of work coming in. I am just, you know, always busy at this, at this point, uh, with a major project, it's just, is it possible for us to dedicate time to it 
whether that be like maybe it is weekend time but again it's a whole thing of are we going to be burnt out because of this like is there a point to to put ourselves into that kind of situation is the content going to suffer if we're just constantly just on the grindstone um or is our work going to suffer like worst case scenario we lose all of our contracts and then we have hat half baked and we lose everything right like so we can't we can't be in that situation so that's why this decision is difficult for us um the advantage here is that there's two of us at least so it's not just one person trying to tackle it. I know in a lot of situations, it is just one person. Maybe they already have a family as well. So they're trying to balance family life and work life. Um, and that's difficult. And a lot of people do manage to do it. But again, I think that those are the kind of people that will just sacrifice everything. Like they're just, there's no sleep involved. There's no, uh, you know, there's no going out involved. Like they just sit there and do only work and a side hustle. Which is, I don't know if that's realistic for us. It probably isn't. That's a good point. Um, I think there's just different people, and I don't think it's yeah. a matter of dedication. Like I think, like well, for sure we know. Sometimes there's like a bit of a crunch time or just a busier time, and we just got through it. Like I was going through a bunch of d- different bad business admin stuff, uh, a couple weeks ago during the same time we're doing our taxes, and we were getting nailed, and I was doing stuff on weekends and stuff like that, and like we did it. Like it's not like I'm not dedicated enough to do it. But it's a matter of, you know, how far are we willing to go? Like, I'm supposed to be going to a movie tonight. Am I, should I be canceling that and being like, no, foolish. Like, no movie tonight. Like, and some, But some people are like that. Some people be like, no, that's a waste of time. Like, why, why even bother? But I know for me, it refreshes me so that when I, like, you know, get home and I go to sleep, wake up, and then go to do some more work stuff, I'm refreshed. I'm not, like, waking up being like, ugh, like, I gotta, I gotta write a blog post. I think that that is yeah. that's critical, and I, I and I actually like welcome the the users or the, the the listeners you know opinion on this, whether it be in our Discord or you know hit us up on one of the socials. But it's like it's like I'm I'm seriously curious about this. Like some people are super like hustlers and they want to do this, but like I have like a bunch of friends I hang out with. I have a bunch of hobbies. I have another podcast I do every week. And I do that on, you know, on Friday nights and I upload it on Friday nights and everything else. And it like, you know, it's scheduled at that point, but like, it's a matter of like, it is dedication, you know, to do this type of stuff. And I'm not complaining about any of that, but it's just a matter of like, I, I'm not a person that can just sit there and do one thing. This is like probably the reason why like school, I just like, I'm just done with it. Like I've done a bunch of schooling. I don't want to do schooling anymore. It's just one of those things where I just, I just don't want to do it anymore. And some people might be like, well, you just have to like work your way through it. It's like, okay, that's nice. But like, I just hated it. So like, what am I gonna, like, I'm introducing myself into something I hate again. Like, it's just, I, I, every time I say something like this, I feel like I'm whining and I don't know whether that's healthy. If I'm being honest, like I, like almost like deep down, I feel like this is just like, this is just the way I am. Like wait, the person I am. And like, I know I need time to hang out with people i know i need time to do my hobbies i know i need time to do my other podcast and i go out and do stuff like i go out and do whatever and like i'll go on like little mini vacations and stuff like that and whatever but i know that when i sit down i am a dedicated person because i have never heard anyone say you're lazy what the hell is wrong with you like i've never i've literally never heard that i've never heard that as as, as a piece of feedback and it's like some people are blunt as hell like some people some people call me idiots that's fine you're an idiot you don't know what you're doing all right well Hire somebody else. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, not to be a jerk, but like, okay. But like, I've never been called like a, like a late, like lazy or anything like that. 
And I don't think Mike has ever, or at least not in, like since we started DDD, because like the feedback is like obviously like we, I can see it. No one's ever been like Mike's a lazy idiot that doesn't do anything, and he just like sat there, took a bunch of money, drank beer on shift, and then like like went home. You know, I never seen that, and so it's like it. That's that's my problem where, like, I feel like I put in my time when I'm doing my time, but like once I put in my time, I wanna I wanna be done. Like I don't want that time to be a twenty four seven period. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, ugh. exactly. So it, it's tough. So I, I don't know what else to say on this topic other than that we just have to kind of internalize and figure out solutions. Like, because we know our priority is we need to get hat to be a valuable piece of con. Like, we, we, we need to continue its momentum. And to, the way to do that is to provide time and effort and content to it valuable stuff for our community so that's that's something that is a priority so we just have to figure out how we're going to do that that's our that's our goal at this point is we need to find a few different ways maybe try a few different things and actually put our time and effort into it well that's exactly it so like for example one of the things that we know is like the the social media consistency we know that we're like we already touched on the fact that we want it to be motivation based and so one of the motivation motivative things would be I, I like making like the UX posts. And so I would like to do that. And one of the other things I'm doing is I'm slowly starting to change my habits where I'm trying to make social media a piece of what I do. Like I've noticed, I've noticed this, like, and I'll just, I'll just say this. So like, I've noticed that my generation and like mine and Mike's generation absolutely got hit by social media, but we were on the tail end. Like I was in high school when Facebook came out. And MySpace was still a thing in high school as well, early high school. And so I kind of like missed that social media boat. But, and so my girlfriend, one year younger, she does a little bit more social media. I have a couple other friends that have like a little bit younger girlfriends, like early 20s. And they're snap, 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 like all Snapchat. Snap, 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 which is fine. Snap, 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 snap. So it's a part of their, it's a part of their idea. Like it's like. I'm going to show up and take a Snapchat, but that's never my idea. My idea is like, I'm like an old man. I used to fucking use film cameras. Like that's how old I am. So it's like, I'll like show up and be like, Oh, I'm going to take a picture. And then I think it's like my mentality was never share it immediately. And so it just like never happened. And so I just never became a thing, but we're at that age where we're right on the edge. Like I do have a couple friends that are like my age within a couple of months and they snap, 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 Instagram, 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 Facebook, 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 Facebook all day. All day. But then there's a bunch of us that are just like, why do you have the camera out, man? Like, there's, you know, there's that mentality. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, like put that camera away. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't I don't think I could ever get to the point where I... Where the first thing I think of is a social media aspect of something. I think, like, to be honest with myself, that's probably never going to happen. Um, where I think I can get to the point, too, is... I like interacting with people, especially people in our industry and people that are starting out, stuff like that. I think I can get to the point where I would want to share content information with them so that it provides interesting conversation out of it. I think that's where my motivation is going to have to lie. Now I have to think of a way to do that, like how what's the best way to make content that's conversational at the same time also easily likable and, you know, shareable 
And I, and I hope that the future of hat brings those ideas easy because we have a really cool idea for our site, which we've gone over in the past. And this site's going to have community spotlights, going to have articles, shared stuff. It's going to have our podcast, obviously on there. It's going to have like community posts and guest posts. And it's going to be like, we want this to be really cool. Like we're not designing this to be like a money making machine. We're developing this to be cool first. Like I have never discussed with Mike ad placement on the site. I've never discussed with him click throughs. I've never discussed with him any of that. It's all been people would like this. Let's do this. People would like this. Let's do this. And monetization comes up, but it's always like, ah, well, you know, we'll have some ads. And then that, like, that's, you know, moving on. And then we do this, this, this. And then it's like, oh, you know, we, we need some money. Okay, well, let's, you know, let's talk about Patreon a bit. We do, you know, we're going to do the sticker thing, which is, you know, in development. And then it's just like, okay. And then we just like, then we talk about what's cool again. We don't, we don't specifically sit there and go through, like, we need a content funnel with click-through rates and this and that and this. We're not at that stage. And I don't know whether we'll ever get there. And so, like, the reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like the idea that we have for Hat is cool. The, like, the vision is cool. It is a, it is a useful resource that is going to be interesting. You know, we're, we're, I have ideas to plan for when Discord, because it's growing, becomes logistically impractical. When your question gets buried, you know, I have ideas to, to fix that. I have ideas, an alternative solution to fix that. And so, like, they're not fully formed by any means, but like, we have, like, I didn't design that idea and be like, hmm, maybe I'll make a membership site. Like, I didn't think that. I was like, hmm, okay, well, let's have a free sign up here. And they'll have to do this. And then they'll be able to ask their questions easier here. Like, that's legitimately what I thought of. And and I think th- this proves, like, to myself, not to you guys. Like, you know, you have your own opinions. But, like, it proves to myself that this idea is cool. I'm not just doing this idea to be like, I'm going to just make money out of this out of this thing. Money is literally, like on the brain always at like 4% of my brain power. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's not that much when it comes to this project. So, yep. uh, I don't know whether these type of web news do well. I don't know whether they, people like them, uh, cause they're different. That's the only reason why I brought them up. But I think I, I like being transparent like this myself. I like just saying like, Hey, like, we're having this trouble. This is why, you know, whether it's a mental block or maybe I'm a whiny bitch, that's fine. Um, but like, this is, you know, this is what we're having. And like, I, I feel like part of hat is us being like, Hey, like we hit this roadblock. I'm sure some of you guys had too. This is our problem. And I'm sure some of you can relate. And, and like I said, any, any suggestions or any, like a, your experiences or anything, you know, feel free to share on the socials or on our discord or whatever and at Mike or Mike and or I. And, uh, you know, so we see it. And, you know, stuff like that. Like, just maybe you're an influencer that grew and you know how to grow that better and you have some suggestions or maybe you're, you know, struggling with the same type of thing. Well, you know, whatever. We'd love to, like, chat through it and stuff like that. Uh, But anyway, I think that kind of concludes this episode. Um, Man, I'm glad I didn't do that other page. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Because I was, like, worried. Like, when I read through the first part, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, this episode's going to be real short, but I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, unless you have anything else to say, Mike, I think it's time to run the old conclusion here. Runner up. So thank you for listening. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on the platform of your choice. You can follow us on the socials via at HTML, all the things. That's on Facebook, on Instagram. It's also, uh, we're also on Twitter via at HTML, everything. We're on Medium and we're on GitHub and we're also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HTML, all the things. Check out the tiers and give that a go. And many thanks to our $3 tier patron, Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript. You can find him at youtube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design. Find him at localpathcomputing.com. Craig, aka Cosworth. Ryan Gatchel 
from Blue Black Digital. Find him at blueblackdigital.com. Chris from Self Made Web Designer. Find him at selfmadewebdesigner.com. Tim from The Web Hacker. Find him at thewebhacker.com. And DL Ford from dlford.io. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform you're listening to this on. And we are signing off. <laughs>